The following is a fourth-hand production. What are the Hopi Indians, Adolf Hitler, Tibetan monks and Icelanders have in common? Their belief in the idea that the earth is hollow. <laughs> and now for something completely different. The hollow earth. The belief by some that instead of a molten core and other sciencey things, that instead there's an entire other world just inside our Earth's crust. Ancient civilizations? Sure. Dinosaurs? Of course. Another sun? How else would they see? Aliens? Why not? Nazis? Well, this wouldn't be a Hysteria 51 if there weren't. But where does this belief come from? How do so many civilizations throughout history share a similar belief of holes in the polar ice caps that take you to this mythical Shangri-La? And bear with us for a second, but what if, what if, defying logic, science, and really all rational thought, there is something more just beneath our feet? We grab our spelunking gear and set out to get to the core of the matter next on Hysteria 51. They say... I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. We're here. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's never been inside the hollow earth. But if you want to buy a nice piece of land down there, we know a guy. This is Hysteria 51. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your humble host. My name is John Goforth. Alongside is the co-host of this crapshoot, Mr. Brent Henry Hill Hand. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> Thanks, John. I think I see where you're going with this whole gangster references so far. You're saying that the Earth happens to actually be hollow. The mob would be the first ones down there building casinos, strip clubs, and uh, probably having some Teamsters, right? I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. <laughs> that's that, that's exactly it's exactly what I'm saying. Speaking of casinos and strip clubs, have you seen Conspiracy Bot? I, I was I was about to introduce him and I can't find him anywhere. I've actually had to be I've actually been playing these drops myself. Seabot, Seabot, where are you? Seabot. This is normally the part of the show where John introduces the third member of the show, Conspiracy Bot, an angry robot I built to help the show, but he's not here. Seabot! Here, here, hold on, hold on. I I know what we can do. I'm coming. I'm here. Fucking stairs. Uh, it's it's like when a puppy get, gets out and and you need to get them back in the cage. You shake the bag of food at them. Same principle. Yeah, it works. It works exactly like that. Sorry, I was in the bot cave practicing my set. Your set. <laughs> Even I don't know what you're talking about, and I live with you, dude. I want to be a comedian. I'm really funny. 
I really feel like you guys are holding me back from my true potential, this box of VHS tapes I found in the alley basically says so. Huh, um, <laughs> he actually has a VHS tape with him. Unlocking your true comedic potential, a guide to not letting the meat sacks in your life hold you back, hosted by Alan Tom Allen. <laughs> Half these are Betamax in there. Where the hell are you going to get a Betamax player anyway? I mean, look at the guy's picture. It's like they took a 70s lounge singer, melted him a little, and grabbed him before he was dry, and red hair. Very red hair. But just the most piercing green eyes. I I, I don't trust him. Three names. We've talked about this. <laughs> That's true. It's a double doozy, too. Three first names. Oh, I, no, no, wait. He's got wait. a firsty, firsty, firsty. Exactly. It's It's actually a triple threat. Three first names with a repeat. Mm-hmm, man. Whatever. Shut up. He's my new spirit animal. He says the only thing holding me back are those around me. I can't let nothing break my stride. That I can't let nobody slow me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving. Then what? You said you're practicing your set. Yep. I'm doing open mic night next Monday at the Diversity River Bowl. <laughs> Why? Why the Diversity River Bowl? That doesn't make any sense. Shut the hell up. It's a well-respected open mic in the Chicago comedic community. Plus, my plungers aren't great outside of the house, so I'll have to wear my normal tread and they have a wheelchair ramp. (laughs) Stop laughing. All right, all right, Seabot. Give us something to laugh at. Hit us with some of your material. Well, gosh. I don't know if it's ready. Oh, okay. I guess I can give it a whirl. Here's my opener. So glad to be here tonight. You know this place is just like the house I was built in. So many memories, bare brick walls, the smell of stale beer and regret, large ugly meat sacks laughing at me. Why aren't you guys laughing? It, it was less funny and more just mean. I'm, I don't think they're going to play very well. See what I mean about holding me down? Okay, try this one. This is the ugliest audience I've ever performed in front of. You meat sacks are truly gross. How does an entire audience get hit with the ugly stick? I'm just joking. No, but seriously, some of you should have just stayed home. Again, you just sound mean. You're, you're going to make people mad, dude. Whatever. I'm just getting warmed up. You don't know what good is. <laughs> That's gold, Jerry. Gold! Okay, then what do you say? Seriously, though, folks, tonight is going to be great. Are the doors locked yet? Good, good. Whoever laughs the hardest gets the antidote. Ready? Go. Dude, now they'll just be scared. No one will be laughing. Uh, Do you have anything else? Bitches be shopping. Why bitches always be shopping? And we've heard enough, John. Why don't we actually get to our guest and stop humoring him because he's not humoring us. Asshole. We are happy to welcome to Hysteria Nation for the very first time, Mr. Andy Emery. Hi, thanks for having me. Andy, you are a software developer, a computer programmer, and a Mensa member. Uh, well, I, I don't know if that last part is true, but I'm going to believe it is, and that's the only part that matters. That's right. So we thought that no one better to have on the show, given all the qualifications I just listed, that's right. to discuss the Hollow Earth. I mean, he's better than yeah. us. No, I'm I'm not in Mensa, but I guess I could be. But those guys are kind of dumb. <laughs> I don't I don't want to you know slumber. Banter. <laughs> I mean, that's just to give that's well, sure. Joe Peck. That's Joe. Yeah, Peck. Well. The, they're full of themselves, at least, which which is stupid to begin with. I mean, 
If you're better than everyone, you don't tell everyone that you're better than them. Yeah, you you make them realize it through actions, right. like I do. Right. <laughs> do you get every a, day? Do you get a card? Can you say you're a card carrying member of Mensa? If yeah, you, you literally I'm get sure, a card. Yeah, you get a little certificate. Yep. Oh, hold on, I'll pull mine out. <laughs> uh, you fell for it. He's trying uh, to show you his penis again, Andy. So oh be God. careful. All right, enough stroking each other. I need to get back to my comedy. So get on with the show. I think that's a wonderful idea john andy are you guys ready to talk the flat earth i'm sorry the hollow no, earth no, no don't you think those people fight the yeah, hollow earth the i think earthers? i think when they meet each other if they touch it's like in time cop yeah, Do you remember you can't to the same uh, matter you become it, like a gelatinous dude. red bad cgi blob the and, same matter can't uh can't take up the same space you explode but i would say on this show we have not done justice for the hollow earthers we, we, we've, we've talked way too much on this show about the flat earth. Well, and I want you to know something. Not to anger either of them. Later in the show, I'm going to give you why you can be a flat earther and a hollow earther, John. Just because you're one doesn't mean you can't be what? the other. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, they've got it all figured out. You can't have it both ways. I am going to, I'm going to sit here and anticipate. So we, we've talked way too much about flat earthers. I think it's time we talked about that other group that doesn't get near as much love, the hollow earthers. Right. These cats have been at it for a while. They even put together a nice little video before flat earth was even cool. <laughs> this is even before YouTube. I think this might even be from uh, like the late 80s, early 90s. They had video then? It's true. It's true. <laughs> it might have come on a Betamax. I'm not sure. Let's listen to this clip. What are the Hopi Indians, Adolf Hitler, Tibetan monks and Icelanders have in common? Their belief in the idea that the Earth is hollow. Their belief that the Earth is not just physically hollow, but that this inner place, this inner realm, is the source of paradise. Scores of myths talk about it in every country, in every culture. Is it true? We don't know. Like, like, like it's still up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unlike, unlike flat earthers, these folks, they use infallible logic. That checks out. Forget flat earthers. We need to revive the hollow earth movement. The ISCE, the International Society for a Complete Earth. But now, here's the thing. Hold on. Hold on. So. Flat Earthers hate the Flat Earth Society, so can the International Society for a Complete Earth, you know, can the Hollow Earthers hate that as propaganda but how put could forth you get, by the government? But they got to be able to get behind an actual expedition. Don't you know? They stop all those expeditions, John. We have to find out what happened to the expedition. <laughs> Since we haven't heard about its success, I can only assume it was a complete success and it's been covered up by the man. Either that or they got there and they're like, this place is awesome. We're just going to camp here. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> they just stayed. <laughs> yeah, all, right, right, all right. Why wouldn't you? you all right. That like, was a great place, according to... The legend. That's true. <laughs> or according to according to the Hollow Earth guy from 1980, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's look at the history of the Hollow Earth. So we're going we're gonna to talk about where this kind of came from. Well, it came from a long time ago. Many civilizations throughout history have believed in subterranean societies. It's not a new thought. Like where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live. Exactly. Under New York, eating pizza. I That's mean, not, I can't think of any major religions that don't worship some sort of rat guy. Ninja Turtles. Exactly. Yeah. Splinter. Of, Splinter. Master religions, Splinter. So a lot of them have 
to do with these subterranean realms. Hell for the Christians, the underworld for the Greeks, the Nordic Zvergenmuren. I don't. I'm <laughs> not sure read. that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> and Shoal for the Jewish faith. An ancient people of India believed serpent people known as Nagas lived there. And if you played World of Warcraft, you remember the Nagas were the, the, the snake people. The Nagas are described as more advanced than humans with extremely complex technology. Like unlocking jaws. Exactly. Wait, That's mean, complex. The snake people, the Morlocks? <laughs> oh, the Murlocs. Those, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, those weren't snake people. Those were like <laughs> little fish people fish, or something. Fish, frog. Monster, yeah, yeah. Okay, abominations sorry. in God's eye. I think, yeah, of course. And Tibetan Buddhists believes in an inner city of Shambhala, and on and on and on. Most every society has a theory on this. And as time goes by, and we've gotten a little more advanced, now we're still talking about a long time ago. People started throwing science at it. Like, well, let's find out if this is actually something that might be. So, enter Edmund Haley in sixteen. I hear he has a good comet. It's it's a the best comet when you get to see it. You know, it's actually a spaceship, John. I can show you how to get there if you want. Here, take a sip. He's got a little organization that he wants to bring you into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last time a comet passed by Earth and there was an organization, we had Heaven's Gate. And look That's how right. that turned out. That's right. I, I, you want to wear these Nikes? Yeah. <laughs> it's just called Paradise Portal, and we have a lot of literature for you. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a pamphlet? Hmm. In 1692, the, why do all the quacks use pamphlets? Because that's what you do. Like, if you want to get your your point across, you got to stand on a box, preach it out, and hand a pamphlet when people go by. Preferably with a sandwich board next to you. And a GeoCities website URL. <laughs> a GeoCities. I always say I Angel say Fire. Angel but... Fire. Yep, yep, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. GeoCities. I, but I like GeoCities. That's a good round. Um, I got to hope so because there's a lot of clip art that's just dying. A lot not. of like rotating GIFs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brink gets really mad if you say GIF on this oh, show. Oh, I decided Choosing to pronounce it. GIF. I decided to pronounce it as correctly. Read it in English as opposed <laughs> to the way that they say it's supposed to be pronounced. Because so we had this argument oh, 30, ep- 30 episodes ago and um, he got very upset with me. I, I use, think we can all agree. And that. in the 30 since then, I've gotten upset with him, too. That's not that's not really pointing anything out. <laughs> I think we can all agree that we're all idiots and we should just pronounce it however we want it's and a moving then, picture and then punch each other up <laughs> punch each other in the face yes so let's get back to edmund haley so this guy put forth in 1692 the idea of earth consisting of a hollow shell about 500 miles thick so kind of like a cadbury egg exactly exactly but you know you crack it and it's not as moist and nougaty or whatever the hell's inside one of those i would prefer anything to what's inside one of those <laughs> <laughs> he said there's an order to explain these weird compass readings that you get around the earth well it's got to be hollow that's why it's hollow because my compass is broken makes as sense he envisioned the atmosphere inside is luminous and possibly inhabited and speculated that escaping gas from the inner earth Cause the Aurora Borealis. So it's hollow because my compass doesn't work and the Aurora Borealis exists. I mean, in 1692, he had to have been one of the four smartest people in the world. I think that's how it worked, right? Uh, yeah, and he had a Mensa card. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> what an asshole. You know. <laughs> so we're going to skip forward a little bit. You are a worthy opponent. 1918, John Cleve Sims Jr., an American Army officer, trader, and lecturer, Double down saying that the Earth consisted of a hollow shell about 810 miles thick. Fuck that 500 nonsense. That's a thicker Cadbury egg. That's right. With an opening about 1,400 miles across at both poles. 
the 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 top hole and the bottom hole. John, you're a fan of the bottom hole, right? Well, right? I don't like holes in my Cadbury eggs because then you don't get the what's on the inside. Gooey, gooey goodness. Yes, I'm not, not a sure Cadbury that he was egg. asking. Yeah, uh, I I was chose to skip over it, but thanks for bringing it back. <laughs> no, just keep circling back. <laughs> so Let's this talk guy, about our holes. This back guy has a quote though, and Andy, you're we're gonna put you through the ringer. Oh. You get to you get to read this quote from John Cleves Sims Jr. in your best early 1800s wildly misguided adventurer's voice yeah, if you will i declare that the earth is hollow and habitable within containing a number of solid centrific <laughs> maybe i'll try again containing a number of solid concentric spheres one within the other and that is it is open at the poles 12 or 16 degrees i pledge my life in support of this truth and I'm ready to explore the hollow if the world will support and aid me in the undertaking. Mm, <laughs> indubitably. Mm. Jenkins, get my coin mm. purse. Spoiler Need. alert. Spoiler alert. The world didn't get behind him. And uh, yeah, it didn't work out for him. But but he pledged his life in support of it. Well, he spent life. his whole life on it. And I tell you what, he got some people to to back him in his thinkings. So he's got this guy, Jeremiah Reynolds, a Sims follower, also lectured on the hollow earth and argued for an expedition. He succeeded where Sims failed. He actually launched an expedition. So uh, he first, he petitioned the government and he started to get somewhere with Congress, but then the president shot him down, but then he got some, uh, some private investors to actually fund the expedition. The way he did it, Sims was, doing it on behalf of science mm-hmm. i'm a scientist i don't believe in anything but uh you know reynolds realized that that you know not everybody is just a passionate about science and so he he said he did it more on from a capitalistic and trade perspective hey if it is hollow don't we want to be the first ones there and he, he sold it like they sold everything to white people back then there's people there we can conquer them and maybe even kill them Oh, good show. Good show. I mean, that's what they were after, right? Bring your blankets. Well, so the the Arctic was like the moon back then, right? Like they just didn't know. Nobody knew anything about it. Well, we know it's there and that's pretty much it. Uh, So anybody could come in and just make up any goddamn story they wanted to. And here, give me some money. I'll send five stupid guys (laughs) up to die, but... Take a little cut off the top for myself. Uh, yeah, we'll go. They just circle around out in the ocean for a couple months, come back. <laughs> don't go. Oh, we froze to death. Sorry. Yeah, don't go. We, were, we weren't that far away from the time where they thought the Kraken was running around to well, no. <laughs> take their ship down. And not to be you know outdone by that, this was a short-lived expedition. After a dangerous trip, they reached the Antarctic shore and returned north. When they got to Chile, the crew mutinied through Rittnels and another man off the boat. They're like, we're out of here. Fuck it. And Sims himself never wrote a book about his ideas, though several people published works discussing his ideas. Reynolds and Sims weren't exactly um, successful in proving their hollow earth theory. One died never having done anything, and the other was mutinied and thrown over a boat. So Wait, so they had a whole crew of dudes who believed the whole spiel. I think they believed that there was sailing around. It. How far did they go? They, they got to the got shore. There. And then they're like, they went nope. all that way. Nope. And then they're like, oh, maybe this wasn't such a great yeah. idea. Yeah. You got Yeah. <laughs> sailors <laughs> for hire. It makes you wonder what was happening the on sailors the Sailors aren't that bright, I guess. It, it, Not card carrying Mensa members. <laughs> it makes you wonder what happened on the boat. You know, to have gotten there, 
done whatever they're going to do and on the way back then mutiny it's not like you know most of the time mutinies happen like god are we ever going to get there we need to turn back and the captain's like no we will move henceforth uh let's mutiny we're going to run out of hardtack we need to kick him off the boat well maybe they found something that they wanted to keep oh in this particular case they're like well we've already made it we're on our way back we have plenty of provisions to make it now let's kick the captain off the boat right It was probably the boat. They probably wanted the boat. <laughs> they literally just their wanted treasure. the boat. Yeah. So at this point, you know, we're talking about these cats. We know what you're thinking. There's just two old dead kooks. No one listened to them. No big deal. Well, one guy did. A man you might have heard of before. The name Adolf Danger Hitler. I don't know if you know that or not. Never heard his, of him. His, uh, his middle name was Danger. Don't look that up, but uh, I'm pretty sure it sticks. Did he dress like Evil Knievel? <laughs> Does have that helmet on? I think so. That's right, though. The fucking Nazis, not wanting to leave any stone unturned, explored the craziest of beliefs. They, like, threw fucking everything at it, see what stuck, and the Hollow Earth was one of them. And they sent squads to the South Pole and held during the Nuremberg Trials donuts. I don't think Donuts. Donuts. Supposedly bragged about an invulnerable fortress, a paradise-like oasis in the middle of eternal ice. So this guy knows, I'm going to get killed. I either make up some crazy-ass stories <laughs> or, well, I might as well tell the truth. Hey, we got shit down in Antarctica. I don't know. What do you think? I'd be making shit up <laughs> left and right. <laughs> well, it sounds like a base to me. I don't know. But don't take our current word on this, guys. Take our word from all the way back in episode one of Hysteria 51, Project High Jump. John, what do we talk about in that first episode? Altimeters. <laughs> that is true. Quite yeah, guys, I listened to that on the way over here. Did you really? I did. And it was just a cacophony of bo- like beer tabs yeah. opening. Just <laughs> <laughs> you guys must have put down like a full case of Bud Light. That Sometimes you got to drink. Oh, it sounded like a lot of fun. <laughs> It was a blast. We know what we were doing. Not that we do now. Right. Uh, no one is implying that. Uh, but for Project High Jumped, I, I, I suppose the, the Reader's Digest version is the U.S. sent a whole bunch of ships. The winter warfare and cold climate testing exercise that was really a full war fleet headed to the South Pole to engage Nazis. But their asses were handed to them when we got there by the Nazis' new allies, the Aryans. People say Admiral Byrd had a secret diary where he described his trip into the hollow earth, flying 1,700 miles into lush green land full of thought-extinct animals, <laughs> before having his plane taken over by flying saucers with swastikas on the side and, the being, best ones, you know. and being taken into the master who wanted him to tell the powers that be to stop using nuclear weapons. Yep. And don't forget, if you're ever in a situation like that, you're being taken over, you know, you're, you're flying with swastika-laden flying saucers don't forget to stop and write in your diary which then gets stolen from your deathbed and released a few decades later you know i'm sure that's true is what i'm getting at you know who's going to give good advice about world peace the nazis that's right well you know they got down there and the master's like listen i know what we're doing here you know, he's like, hey, oh, welcome uh, to the Hollow Earth. <laughs> uh, you guys want a sandwich? That is a spot on German accent. <laughs> so, like I said, this this diary is conveniently found that tells the whole story. And he's he's doing it minute by minute of how these things are going through. And then it's lost. And it doesn't stop there. Many people have claimed to have seen the opening to the Hollow Earth, been taken there by Aryan beings or Nordics, depending on who you talk to, or reptilians who are fighting the Aryans or Nordics Nordics for control of the Earth, depending on who you ask. And some say these Aryans or Nordics 
These are all shit that's intertwined. These are all the stories that we've told in every fucking episode because they're all intertwined. But wait, getting back to my original comment there. I know you guys thought that the earth was flat. How can this be? How can it be flat and also hollow? You said bullshit, Andy, if I remember right. What's well, easy, my friend? Easy. The openings, some say, are not openings at all, but actually stargates or portals to other realms. So the Earth is flat. That is true. And they take you to another realm. You're just going through a, a stargate. So is it hollow or is it another dimension? Well, or is see, it both? It's taking you to another dimension that happens to be hollow there. The Earth itself, they say, is flat. So you're going to Earth 2. Electric boom. Which is hollow. Yeah, yeah. You know, Earth. You're coming from Earth one, which is flat. Yeah, and it, that's yeah, all. this checks out. I mean, I mean it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm with my you. Smell I'm test. with you. Yeah. And others say horse shit, the earth is round, it's all inside. It's a power struggle, really, you know? Lots of red tape in the whole <laughs> the whole flat earth. <laughs> Highly bureaucratic. Uh, hollow earth. Yeah, yeah. The the flat earth, hollow earth machine really keeps the man down. <laughs> That's kind of the history of the hollow earth and where it comes from. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I'm sold on the idea. I'm just telling you. How could John, you not be? John, well, where the, are you? The true flat earth believers know that that can't be true because if you go to Antarctica, there's not going to be a hole there because it's a big ice wall. I mean, simple as that. Oh, man. Oh, How can yeah. there be a big hole there if it's a big ice wall? We talked about logic and we don't want you using as much of it. So maybe the holes in the wall I'll just, cut at that the top. Out. I'll cut that out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those those damn pesky ice walls. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, it's time for the good stuff. What is actually inside the hollow earth or at the other end of the Stargate to the hollow of earth, course, too, right. you know, right after the break on Hysteria 51. Oh, I love the break music. <laughs> dance better than I remember. <laughs> Hola, David and me. I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. 
you know, and we don't, yeah. we don't do long-term um, stuff like this. And this is, this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys got to do, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times. And it's always now, right now, get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Welcome back in Hysteria Nation. We know the Earth is hollow now. We're sure of it. Yep. It's been. I mean, we can get past that part. There's your new opinion. Yeah, right. You're get welcome. used to it. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about what could be in the hollow Earth. And I'm going to need you to put them way up inside your butthole. You, you know it's a fact. Now you're ready to go exploring. Let's. <laughs> no one wants to go on a road trip unless they know where they're headed. So we're we're going to plot it out for you. Right. So consider this your. Google Maps for the Hollow Earth. Yeah. Let's talk about what cities are down there, Brent. Well, let's start with the obvious, the, the Paris of the underworld, one might say. The fine city of Agartha. That's probably the one that, that most people have heard of. I mean, if you you know if you frequent the underworld, I'm, I'm sure. And the bread is just better there. <laughs> it's got to be the water. It's the, <laughs> the water. 19th century French occultist, which happens to be my favorite vintage of occultist, Alexandre St. Ives de Alvidre. I think is how you say Good it. Good read. Published his first Why did you just stand up on your tippy toes to say that? <laughs> I did, too. I'm sitting and somehow I did it. Your face is turning all red. <laughs> did anyone else time travel there? He, <laughs> well, that's just because he's passing yeah. gas. He does that. Yeah. 
the first reliable account of Agartha in Europe in 1885, though he claims the account dates back to 3500 BC. And according to this guy, the secret world of Agartha and all of its wisdom and wealth will be accessible. Is that for- kind of like the world according to Garp? Yes. It's accessible to all mankind when Christianity, there it is, we're waiting for it. Christianity lives up to the commandments which were drafted by Moses and God. We were talking before the show how so many of these crazy stories, someone goes, well, I know this because I'm more Christian than you, and this is the truth. There it is. I don't want to get too much into the religion quagmire. Giggity, giggity. But. (laughs) That was funny. You're not that funny, but that was funny. Oh, I, I was on a plane. On Southwest, that's the, end the, of the captain. Story. <laughs> the captain introduced himself as Glenn, Glenn Quagmire. <laughs> like I think he's a real guy. <laughs> was he talking in that voice? He wasn't. He was just a normal guy, which was very disappointing. Uh, but still, my ears pricked up, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is going to be the best flight ever." <laughs> giggity, giggity. So I don't want to get uh, to repeat. I don't want to get too deep into the religion, but. Um, when Christianity, so Christianity, we all know Jesus Christ is kind of the basis of that, right? Yeah. Okay. So the difference between Christianity and Judaism being Christ came back, yep. blah, 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 lives up to the commandments which were drafted by Moses and God. That's Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. That's Judaism. You, you, you have to basically listen to everything Jesus said in the New Testament to, you know, go to heaven and, and all of that stuff. The basis of Christianity is not, is not the stuff Moses said. And the commandments. That's old school. Like to get to heaven, you had to do that. Whereas it, that's it first later. level Christianity. Second level Christianity is hollow earth. Love people. And the earth is hollow. That's, the, with Nazis. that's under those. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, that's the basement. So basically, I'm just I just don't get it is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Got it. OK. Well, so St. Ives, Yves, whatever you say, describes Agartha in his book as if it's a place that actually exists. And his info on Agartha is based upon revealed information meaning received to him through attunement. That's how I get most of my information for this show. Attunement. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. This is not a conspiracy. The earth is flat. No, the earth is flat. Oh, Oh, here we go. go. The earth is flat. (laughs) Earth is flat. Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we's a little juice. No, we zing the juice. We the juice. No, 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 we zing the juice. No, we zing the juice. Dear Lord. Anyway. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> Coincidentally, explorer Ferdinand Osendowski he, I wrote really, a book. I really wish he would use more Encino Man in this show. <laughs> right. <laughs> a book in 1922 titled Beasts, Men, and Gods. And it, thought, you have that movie, don't you? Beast Man? Beast, Beast Man and God. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Beast Man. I don't think I ever had the action figure. Uh, well, you know, no one's perfect. <laughs> I had Moss Man. Oh, I had Skunkor. Skunkor. Stinkor. Stinkor, Stinkor yeah. Was, yeah. What the hell did he smell like? Uh, Burning tires? Gross. You know, I don't know. Like... Like my neighbor in college. Do you think think that was just like a giant fuck up at the toy company? Yeah, like what do we do? Like, oh god, this plastic is. I got an idea, (laughs) (laughs) guys. Guys, I got this. (laughs) So in this book, he also tells a story which was imparted to him concerning a subterranean kingdom which exists inside the earth, and this kingdom was known to the Buddhists as a Garti. Sounds a little bit familiar, there, right? Right. 
And Agartha is frequently associated or confused with different hollow earth city called Shambhala. I mean, who, who hasn't heard of Shambhala, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I got a little place there. John, tell us about Shambhala. It's a Sanskrit word. Thanks, John. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it translates into place of peace or place of silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, also not translated into my house with a four month old. That's right. <laughs> um, it's a mythical kingdom thought to be in the inner earth. Uh, mm-hmm. The place figures prominently in both Buddhism and uh, Tibetan uh, Kala Chakra teachings. Mm. How are your um, chakras doing? Uh, the you know the 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 main book in the Tibetan Kala Chakra, the Kala Chakra Tantra. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. They, they do a lot with what? your root chakra, which is also your butt. Mm. Mm. At least guys, I gotta go. <laughs> really getting late and we actually have the book right here oh, uh, lisa Jesus. is the door locked <laughs> so this is actually i'm gonna need more to drink this isn't just buddhist though this was revived in the west by madame helena blavatsky and the theosophical society who's that you're probably asking john well that's a russian occultist spirit medium and the author who co-founded the theosophical society oh. you you might remember Blavatsky from our Nazis in the Occult episode. Mm. That's right. More wacko crap that Hitler bought into. <laughs> uh, and uh, bonus, Blavatsky, actually, uh, he used Blavatsky's beliefs uh, as on the origins of race as another reason that he hated Jewish people. Oh, so, yeah. Classy lady is what you're getting at. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so uh, the machine from Big gives you a little card that says <laughs> the Jews are bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you start a world war based on it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. He was an intelligent man. Out. Seems fun. He was in Mensai here. <laughs> he had the card. But back to Shambhala. They, someone should have told him his art was good. Yeah. Fuck it. I kill everyone. <laughs> uh, back to Shambhala, according to the Buddhists. Shambhala isn't an actual physical place in the hollow earth or just a spiritual one. Let's hear from the Dalai Lama. This is from a speech he gave in 1985. Let's go back. Yeah. Let's go go back to Andy. Do I need to read it in adventure voice? Dalai Lama voice. No, not just a Dalai Lama voice. I want your best 80s Dalai Lama voice. (laughs) Okay. Dalai Lama, 1980s. Although those with special affiliation may actually be able to go there, there through their comic connection, nevertheless, it is not a physical place that we can actually find. We can only say that it is a pure land, a pure land in a human realm. And unless one has the merit and the actual comic association, one cannot actually thrive there. So if you're pure of heart, you can get there and it's real. But if you're not, it doesn't exist. That was actually did recording, you know, by the way. Did you know that the Dalai Lama was also a 1920s radio host? <laughs> oh! Oh, coming up next, blast from the past, coming at you fast. Coast to coast. (laughs) Deep cuts, Brad, deep cuts. All right. Let's get in the meat and potatoes. If we take a trip into the hollow earth today, I don't want to have to be a good person to see it or anything, no matter what you call it. Don't worry. Don't worry. That won't be a problem. uh, What are we going to see inside? Well, first you have to get there. And we all know there there are numerous openings all over the world. I mean, that's a given. The Kentucky Mammoth Caves, duh. 
Right. Do they have a bottomless pit there? Yeah, well, it's not bottomless. It just goes to the hollow earth. So these are all places that if you go under them, there are tunnels yeah. that lead to the hollow earth. The Pyramid of Giza. It's another. Given. We forgot to mention that on our episode. <sighs> I, I have a coworker who said he was just there and they wouldn't let him visit the bottomless pit. <laughs> and I figured it's just because people have been throwing shit <laughs> in there a, for years a, and years. It's now got a bottom. <laughs> like a, it's just 12 feet down and just cigarette butts the rest of the way. <laughs> there's a big wooden sign with arrow it says bottomless pit this way and then there's just a two security guards with their arms crossed and just shaking their Sorry. heads no at you <laughs> we got mount opameo in italy king solomon's mines now there are several in the oceans you just need your uso your unidentified submersible object to get there and many many your oxygenated many water and once you're there, oh, there were also a ton in Atlantis. So whenever, if you knew where Atlantis was, like we do, like we do, yeah. Actually, if you go back to the Atlantis episode, no one's found this Easter egg yet. I, I, I haven't mentioned this. True, there's an Easter egg in our Atlantis episode. And it's not just revealed not here, <laughs> and it's not just that you're not there. There really is an Easter egg in the Atlantis episode that reveals the location of Atlantis. That's true. Producer Lisa, please unplug me. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> So once you're there, so we've traveled one of these cave systems or tunnels. You're going to need to be able to see. Well, no worry. There's a central sun, of course. There's another sun it, no, it's, it's, inside the Earth. Right. And it's like our sun. Yeah. Only it's not as reliant on, like, say, the laws of physics. I mean, hmm. laws of physics are just, as I like to call them, the BS of physics. You uh, know. As you like to you say that often? I do. <laughs> ask ask dinner, producer Lisa. Not a day goes by. You mean that BS physics bullshit again? <laughs> at dinner, at dinner parties. Yeah, I'll tell you. Let me tell you about the Nazis and this BS of physics. All right, college boy. <laughs> what God are you a Mensa member? <laughs> Got your card. The reason, John, that the laws of physics are, are different is because the laws of what? The laws of physics. The reason the laws of physics are different there is because. The gravity on the outside, we on the outside of the earth, it's normal, but only goes about 400 feet deep. And then you get like, that's where the central gravity is. Then when you're inside the hollow earth, gravity is different because of, it's of not as much what, like gravitons reasons, John reasons. <laughs> <laughs> You've the got- Bilderberg group. <laughs> that was the great one. The we, big we banks. The, we did the flat earth episode. And we were asking, we were asking something of the flat earthers and, and I, I, they're like, well, you know, you guys have your gravity stuff and, and, and they, I explained, I asked something else and they go, well, well, gravitons. That was like, (laughs) that was how people explained gravity before we actually knew about gravity. The answer was gravitons back in like the 1800s. It still is. I mean, 1600s. That's B.O.B. It still is. So Okay. Also, not to be outdone by that central sun catastrophe, there's also several spaceship bases from other galaxies for the different races, both in control of our planet, the ones visiting, and the ones fighting for control. Like, embassies, only like, instead of Japan or Irish consulate, there's the reptilians, the Nordic, and the blue avian consulate. So it's just that scene from Men in Black. Very similar, Verbatim. Yeah. And they're like, do you have any food or vegetable to declare? <laughs> <laughs> All right, carry on. Then there's the Rainbow City, the Nephilim, like from the Bible. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's giants living down there. But not 
just be done outdone by that the, part of the Bible. The, the the lost tribes of Israel. It turns out not lost at all. It's just a misnomer. Yeah. Uh, they just forgot to leave a note. Uh, they were guided to the hollow earth opening at the North Pole by God himself. That's why. Come on. Come on. Did he provide the coats? <laughs> Didn't need them. Didn't need them. Didn't need them. Didn't oh. need them. No. Yeah. Uh, Pangea. Gravitons. Yeah. Reasons. <laughs> you know what else is down there, Andy? Huge shit. I told you. No, no uh, lower literally, gravity. like, that's where the pipes go. <laughs> I was and, just uh, in your bathroom, and that is true. Lower <laughs> gravity down there than on the surface, so that makes shit grow big. Animals are huge. Mountains larger than any mountains on Earth. The Nordics are huge. Shit is huge. Huge Nazis, I'm sure by now. There are accounts of elephant-like beasts 100 feet long, 85 feet tall. I'm not going to bother asking where those accounts come from because it's already operating under the assumption that we're in the hollow earth. So uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother with that, but, well, but Admiral Byrd himself even said in the diary that we know is true, John, that he saw giant beasts and green fields but forever. Brent, can we go back to what makes everything big? Low gravity, higher oxygen content, John, low gravity. high. Oxygen. And why does that make everything big? Well, that's the explanation for giant insects and stuff in dinosaur times right yeah it's just like, more oxygen more oxygen stuff grows bigger they actually that's actually true it's i was just, talking you about don't have to breathe as much and stuff yeah you you you're you can expand up with more oxygen and takes less just, energy that science actually just checks say, out just say just say because science because science john i think that's the only thing i've actually ever said that was actually maybe scientifically accurate except for all of this i mean that's a given well, yeah all right gentlemen wait what, what do you mean it's accurate you, it's accurate that there's less gravity in the hollow earth? Yes. No, no. It's accurate that if there is more gravity, things can grow larger. Is less what gravity. I'm saying. More oxygen. I'm sorry. More oxygen. Things more can gravity grow. oxygen. And yeah, like, you know, uh, I'm sure that if uh, we were all born on the moon, we'd all be... Uh, Suffocated? Not believe, not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could live on earth. So now we know who's there. We know what's there. Why are we not working with them? Why haven't we, like, joined hands and said, They're a pain in the ass in the office place. Well, there's a couple. (laughs) I mean, they're all just that guy. You just mentioned how big they are. Can you imagine sharing a bathroom with them? They can't fit in an airline seat. They're always complaining. (laughs) Their service animals are getting out of control. Oh, no. (laughs) Andy, you mentioned mentioned at your office that they serve serve breakfast and lunch every day. Can you imagine one of those people coming in and sharing breakfast with you? They eat us out of a business. Yeah, Yeah. all you got to do, you kill, like, one mastodon. It's 100 feet long. You got breakfast for weeks. It's like Brontosaurus burgers. They bring you the ribs and it just tips your car right over. What a goddamn nightmare. (laughs) One of the reasons, there's multiple reasons people say that, no, this is true, but we're not working with them. One is that there's so much more advanced than us that they already control us. Why would they work for us? You know, everyone knows that in the subterranean realms, reptilians run afoot and they run amok. They're controlling everything. Why would they want to work with us? I mean, you know, they're already pulling the strings. And the humans that they do work with, the ones that they go, yeah, these guys seem reasonable and and uh, and willing to work. We're going to cooperate with them. They were the fucking Nazis. Back in, back in World War II, they went in there and they're like, yeah, come on in. No. <laughs> what the hell are the reptilians? Oh, you guys my are, God. Okay, look, I saw V. I saw Ed McMahon peel his face off. Is that what we're talking about? So the reptilians are a race of alien or a pre-race of 
that was on Earth. Intelligent dinosaurs? Yeah, kind of thing. Okay. Uh, depending on who you talk to, gotta, that are gotta in like control, the baby. they can shapeshift. They're giant. What? They can shapeshift into normal humans. Don't you ever see where they say, like, oh, uh, Hillary Clinton caught shapeshifting and, and <laughs> Donald Trump caught shapeshifting and stuff like that. And on top of that, they're here to control us. And they want our adrenochrome, which is, you know, from their pineal gland. It's like a drug to them. And they rape and eat children. Was that the plot of I Come in Peace? He was using their something out of their brain, yeah, for a drug to send back to Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it was. that the whole thing? Maybe it was their pineal the, gland. Uh, yeah. The reptilians are pretty much the, I'll go in pieces. <laughs> the reptilians oh, are pretty much the you. answer to every uh, conspiracy theory that's out there. Uh, yeah. If like, you insert insert evil alien here you've got the reptilians yes That's yeah like it's easy it's easy to um so it's racism well that or fact one yeah, of the well, one of the two one of the right. two it's either horribly, said like a true racist so they even have their own uh derogatory term called reptoids reptoids you don't that's their word we're not allowed to use it it's not terribly derogatory I would yeah well it would be if you're a reptilian you know Instead, you're just a crap. I think we could come up with better derogatory <laughs> terms than that. Wins. <laughs> <laughs> they always do. So, dorks. So, um, we haven't even talked about mole men. I mean, I tell you what, <laughs> I, I don't trust mole men anymore. <laughs> they don't want to work. They're hard to, you know, to find. Oh, God, anyway. here we go again. I left it out. I left it out. They look weird. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. <laughs> They look like little penises. So, Andy, you got to look at this whole thing. Which part of this do you think is the most believable? We're going to go that route. You get, you look at this whole story here. Which is the part you go, yeah, I can get by on that. And that, uh, that passes my smell test. I believe that there is weird shit in the Arctic and Antarctic that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Mainly of an alien nature, like, you know, from the thing. Ah, yes. I'm I'm into that. I believe that 100%. Uh, if we dig enough, we'll find we'll aliens, find shit, we'll yeah. find some shit, and it will kill us all, <laughs> including Wilford Brimley, who just will not die. I'd like to treat you to a diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> uh, I believe that, uh, I believe it's hard to send an expedition to the Arctic when you're a dumbass. Yeah, it, you're an 1800s dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, with 1800s. 1800s dumbass goes to the Arctic and dies. Hey. Oh, News at 11. Uh, did you guys pack a jacket? It's uh, getting a little bit nippy up here. Yeah, I got a little bit of food here, a little uh, hard tech. Hard tech. <laughs> that should last us six months. Bring me my ice buggy. <laughs> Let's go. Didn't like every early expedition just fail Most spectacularly? Yeah, like, well. Even the big. Even the big, well-funded, organized ones, they just, oh, well, we've got a hut built and we have a bunch of horses. Oh, they all died and the yeah. hut doesn't keep us warm. And we ate part of our people. Yeah, we're all dead. And our that ship happens. is frozen to the ground. I, I do believe, I mean, I, we know that truth, the Antarctic at one time was m- more a temperate climate. There's probably some crazy shit underneath there that would be awesome if, uh, I guess that's the one good thing about global warming, huh? You know? <laughs> I I looked into the I'm central sun stuff too, like the like what's the smallest star, and I think it's actually smaller than Earth. I think oh, it's like, like 0.7 Earths in mm-hmm. diameter, but like I don't know how that's possible. Star. Yeah, well, the reason is because it's you got to have enough density for fusion. And wouldn't it 
pull us in somehow if that was some sort of a uh, star. Or it would be sucking anything it can get in for No, fuel no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. You know why? Gravitons. Reasons. <gasps> gravitons. Yeah, gravitons. 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 Um, so what you're both saying, I think you are getting at is, is, is it's not a hollow earth. They're just stargates. Amelia Earhart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump, Adolf Hitler. David ha, Copperfield. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes everything better. <laughs> I'm so happy now. <laughs> See, Bob, I don't even know what you're doing there, but I like error, it. Error, 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 one, one, zero, one, zero, 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 one, zero, zero, one, one. All right. Look, all right. I've said this before on this show, and I'll say it again. Damn it, Nazis. Like, yeah. Great job. Actually, you know, I shouldn't say that. I, I Thank you, Nazis. And I mean that sincerely. Thank you for being so fucking distracted by all of this horse shit that yeah. you spent all of your resources chasing uh, chasing reptilians into the hollow earth Do me a we favor. were able to annihilate you. Do me a favor. Uh, send an expedition to the Arctic and let's attack Russia and everyone else. And uh, also bring me my dowsing rods. I need to find out where the British ships are. Like all that crazy <laughs> shit that they did. Like they were just on all these different fronts going all over the place. I don't know. So John, do you, do you, do you buy any of this? I mean, um, uh, you think there's, a yeah, Gartha? I absolutely think mm. that the people on that ship threw Jeremiah Reynolds right off. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> so get that asshole off of here. I'm a believer. <laughs> and I also think conspiracy bots, uh, stand up career is going to go poorly. Hey though, does he have a, does he have a dot matrix line feed printer? Oh, he does here. Uh, Seabot, print him out one of your headshots. Can he make me one of those like happy birthday banners, like yes, from print shop? Pr- There's your business right there. Hold on. Start selling that shit. Should happy birthday, Dave. It takes four hours to print out. All right, I so, like uh, to party. So that's he's got the first part of the H. Okay, good, good. All right, we'll just be here for the next day or so, and Dave's gonna have a great. Middle part of the H. <laughs> so, Nation, that's our thoughts. We want to hear yours. We want to hear what you guys think. Are we crazy thinking that the Earth isn't hollow? No. Are we crazy thinking that it doesn't have stargates to other worlds? Let us know. How can they let us know, John? They can hop on Facebook and go to Hysteria Nation. Just get on Facebook, get in that little search bar and search Hysteria Nation. If you haven't joined the conversation, please do. Don't forget to hop on Twitter at Hysteria51Pod. And if you can't remember the links to all these, go to Hysteria51.com. You'll find links to everything, including our Patreon. Big news this week. New Patreon member, John Yelland, $10 and... You're thinking, well, why am I yelling about $10? That's the first $10 Patreon member that gets to choose his own drawing. So so he said, John, what do you want for your picture? And he said, I can picture it now. Seabot vaporizing a reptilian Queen Elizabeth. Not because she's killing kids, because she spilt his battery acid cocktail drink. (laughs) I love it. And I, I, I had to tell him, John. You know, we have third grade art skills, so 
This is going to be perfect. That's kind of an insult to third graders, but it's we'll try. Is. So we're going to draw that. Wait, I have a quick question, though. You said $10. He's British. How does that translate to pounds? 1,642 pounds a week. Awesome. I did the math myself. Great. Checks out. Huh? They're going to send you a banner. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't forget, give us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. If you guys want a t-shirt, tpublic.com, search Hysteria 51. They got homework this week. What's their homework, John? Tell a friend. Let a friend know about this show. We've had a lot of great feedback lately. Folks telling us they found the show through their friends telling That's right. them they told them about the show. Hop on. At a dinner party. At hop a club. on Hysteria Nation. Add your friends there. We'll have them. Have them uh, party at the club. Ball full of Have bub. them part of the chat. And talk while about you're chatting, while you're chatting with your friends, ask them, so what do you think of Andy Emmerich? What'd I don't have any friends. What do you think of him on that episode? Andy, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me, guys. Your, your that was first, a, uh, your this first has been a blast. Ever. Yeah, really. The yeah. first one. I've never done one before. Yeah. Was it, now I know why. Was it weird that John wanted you to take your shirt off? I thought it was weird, but it's I'm not. It's just you know. sort of hot in here. That's all. Oh, I was easily confused. <laughs> that's now, all come it here. is. A little closer. Mm. A little closer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Gofo. <laughs> All right, Nation. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Andy. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. (laughs) Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. What you just heard was a podcast in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, make your way to www.poopculture.com. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.